So each uh, morning we'll give some instructions at this time, and some of the instructions will be in the form of a guided meditation. And, um, and we begin usually a relatively simple meditation, breathing, mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of body, just being here in a simple, direct way to the most obvious ways in which we can show up in the present moment without a lot of analysis or trying to figure out or expectations, hopefully without a lot of expectations and, and um, complicated strategies of what to accomplish. Um, the um, first day is often about settling in, but allowing the settling in, allowing your whole system to equilibrate, to show up, reveal itself, and to be as gracious and uh, relaxed about how things unfold. And, just, and one way to do that is to not get caught up in our thoughts and judgments about it by coming back to the breathing. Just let the breathing be a refuge, the body be a refuge. The body, the breathing is always in the present moment. So to tap in, come back. And for those of you who are new, uh, it's for relatively common for the first day of a retreat for there to be a lot of sleepiness. And there's many good reasons for that, travel and being busy before coming on retreat and new place and all kinds of things. And, um, and given how common it is to be sleepy, it's also somewhat common for people to get upset about that. And uh, you know, feel like they you know, why did I come? Or I'm a meditation failure and I meditated better at home and I can't seem to focus anymore now and, and um, all kinds of things. So, um, uh, but just know that if, 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 if you get sleepy today, you can always take a nap and just take it graciously. That's part of the practice is just not make a big deal of it and just, oh, it's normal. I've been told this is what happens and, and you, do, you do your best effort, make your best effort to show up, but don't you know, measure yourself against some you know, high level of expectation of how well you're going to do. Just keep, be sincere and offer your practice and, and keep showing up and be gracious with how you are. Be generous to yourself and compassionate as you go along here. Uh, later in the morning at 11.30, I'm going to uh, spend a session in here on giving instructions in meditation posture. So that's coming as well, that'll support you. And after this session, meditation session, John will give an instructions for walking meditation. So you have some sense of what, how to do that during the, uh, during the retreat, those of you who are new. But for now, we'll start a sitting and I'll do a little guided meditation and uh, uh, in a way that maybe will help settle you and focus you and support you to be really here in the present moment. Or to, if that doesn't help you to be in the present moment, uh, perhaps at least it helps your appreciation of the value of doing so. And that counts, that appreciation. So to take a comfortable and alert posture. And for most people that means to sit a little bit straighter in the spine than you normally would. Not in a tense way or tiring way, but in a way that the spine itself expresses a little bit of alertness, being here in a clear, intentional way. And to gently close your eyes and to take a few moments to check in with yourself. And if possible, to check in in a way that's very generous to yourself and caring and accepting, noticing how you are in your body and with your emotions and with your thoughts. beginning of a sitting, one of the ways to maybe establish yourself here at this time, at this place, is to feel the contact of your body against your cushion, the floor, or your chair. 
And whatever the sensations of contact are, are partly there because of the interface between your body and gravity. A big part of being in a human body is navigating the pull of gravity. And in a very important way, gravity helps give structure and order to our lives. Without gravity, we would just be floating around chaotically. And we're built in such a way that there's order or structure to life that holds us to this earth. And we know that we're here in the field of gravity partly through all the sens- many of the sensations that exist in the body. The sensations of weight, sensations of uplifting as we, we don't collapse into gravity. We have this body with sensations. And whatever the sensations are that appear in your body as you sit here, are there because our material form, the physical structures of our body, organize in such a way to sense and feel. In that physical form, physical elements of our body, are all recycled material. elements and molecules that have circulated around this world and this universe for billions of years. Molecules that have taken many shape and forms over these vast amounts of time that have now come together in you before they disperse again out into the world, the universe. In some ways, your sensations that you experience are a connection to this wider, vaster world and universe from which you come and you are and you go. And in this body, there are energies and (coughs) muscles that get active and movements that happen. Which have their origin in times and places far from here. As we, in a sense, what passes through us is energies of the sun that have passed through plants and maybe animals. And here we live, amazing thing to be alive. 
in a planet with a very narrow band of temperature. And even if we get cold and warm, it's within this very ba- simple band. that supports life. And the temperatures that we feel here as we sit, the warmth and the coolness of our bodies, here are not incidental. part of this larger world that we're intimately part of. And in this world we breathe. And whatever it is you're thinking about, whatever your concerns are today or this week, For the most part, if we took all the oxygen out of the room, within seconds you'd stop thinking about those things. (laughs) A few more seconds and those things would recede from importance. And then if we, after, you know, 15, 20 seconds, we brought the oxygen back in, Probably first and foremost, you wouldn't be thinking about the, you know, what the devices you renounced or what are they serving for lunch here? Or all kinds of thoughts wouldn't seem so important. It's an amazing thing to breathe. It's a cycle of receiving and offering back. It's a cycle of giving and receiving back. Most spiritual traditions have some way of having deep honor and respect for breathing. The word spiritual inspiration has a Latin Latin word for breath in both words. To inspire, inspiration, to breathe in, and to breathe in so that oxygen supports a process of being animated, alive, energized, here. Chances are that it's, you're more in need of breathing than many of the things you think about. Chances are that a good percentage of the thoughts you have today, you won't remember tomorrow even if they feel so important in the moment. And to feel the way the body breathes, the movements of the chest and the diaphragm, movements that that have been your companion your whole life. And a variety of sensations get stimulated as we breathe. Perhaps the sensations of air going in and out through the nostrils. 
down the back of the throat. Maybe the expansion of the rib cage, lifting of the sternum. The falling and contraction of the rib cage. The falling of the sternum. The movements of the belly. Expansion, contraction. An amazing combination of phenomena come together for us to breathe. Gravity is a part of the play. Our ability to arise out of and have a force within us that's stronger than gravity allows us to breathe in. The way that our physical being is organized and structured with its nerves and nervous system, allows this amazing phenomena of breathing in and breathing out. And normally what we're conscious of, of our being, of who we are, is a very small sliver of what's actually happening here. There's often a way that thinking separates us from the fullness of what's actually happening here and lived life of ours. And a big part of this practice is to open up beyond thinking, connect to what's more than thinking here. In this simplicity of body, body experience, breathing. being conscious. And one of the amazing capacities that's operating all the time is the capacity to be conscious, to be aware, Be aware of what's happening as it happens. It's a capacity that cannot operate in its fullness if we're preoccupied in thoughts. But if we're clearly conscious, we're thinking then we can begin coming back to the fullness of awareness. This amazing capacity, if we're part of nature, then to be aware is nature being aware of itself. It's an amazing thing that this amazing complex universe itself has this capacity for awareness, to breathe and to know your breathing, to be conscious of breathing.
to be conscious of the sensations of the body. To be conscious of this moment here. It seems that the way that this human system of ours is organized, that the more conscious we are, the more we're simply aware of what's happening, this human system of ours moves to wholeness, moves towards healing, moves towards integration, towards peace. Sometimes you know that if you become aware of tense shoulders, the shoulders relax. Become aware of certain emotions operating and the emotions have a chance to unfold and settle perhaps aware, conscious of thinking. And the way we're caught in the thoughts can lessen a bit, all without trying to do so. To be conscious and aware, to be mindful of what is, is a powerful phenomenon that allows make space for who we are, what it, what's going on, to harmonize, to unfold, to evolve. And we sit here being mindful, learning to trust awareness, to trust being mindful. And to slowly highlight, strengthen, develop the capacity to be conscious. By coming back, being with your breathing, being conscious of breathing, the body breathing. Not so much because we're trying to breathe well, But often breathing is a simple place to let awareness and consciousness become more present, more continuous. as if being here is the most important thing, most valuable thing at this time and place. Just with this life, breathing, sensing, And if your thinking is quite dominant, you might come into a little bit fuller, freer consciousness of it all by very gently 
recognizing thinking with the words in the mind, thinking. Or it might be grounding in the body as you breathe to very gently, softly whisper in your mind or imagine you're whispering in your mind. The words in as you breathe in, out as you breathe out. Whispering a gentle note that's like a gentle wind blowing across the great sea of consciousness, awareness.
So as we begin this retreat, I would like to emphasize two aspects of this practice. First is the mindfulness itself. And part of the purpose of mindfulness is to tap into uh, this heightened level of being conscious, of being aware of what's happening and trusting the self-organizing way in which our whole system will kind of begin to take care of itself or settle or heal or uh, come into harmony uh, in the field of this larger awareness. And I say that because many of us will um, take a lot of personal responsibility and blame and you know criticism and feel like I have to do and accomplish and I only have seven days and I better get, you know, get to the third level by the, whatever the third level is, by, you know, three o'clock this afternoon and, you know, we're in a hurry or something. And so there's, we have our responsibility in practice. It's very important, but it's mostly a responsibility to show up, to be present for what is. You don't have to then, and then kind of to trust and expand and discover how in being aware, there's a certain degree of freedom, being not caught and entangled with what is. And in awareness, there's also amazing, you know, there's processes within us that are, we could never engineer ourselves. We could never direct ourselves. Amazing processes of healing, of coming into harmony. If we give this, the whole system a chance, like give it a breathing room to do it. And so awareness, mindfulness, as we keep opening and expanding it and discovering it, gives that breathing room for something else to happen and unfold. So not to take too much responsibility. So one aspect of this mind, the practice, is the cultivation of mindfulness and the sincere effort to do so. The second is a training in not being troubled by what you're mindful of. And I call it a training because it's not necessarily easy to do that because being troubled is, some some of us, it's just second nature. You know, give me an experience and I'll be troubled. <laughs> and, um, you know, experts, some of us. But, the, um, but to train ourselves to not be troubled or whatever comes, uh, to uh, not be bothered, to allow this to, come into awareness and rather than being troubled in a kind of way open to it more fully uh, in the field of awareness. Not so much open up to it as if now you're going to let the anger rip and like really get into it and like, you know, yell at the trees and really kind of do it well. It's more like if you're angry to just keep opening up, expanding the awareness in a sense or just really clearly see it and don't be troubled by being angry but hold it in awareness. This breathing, give breathing room for it. So we're not entangled, we're not caught in it, we're not participating necessarily in the you know, personal kind of way with it. Um, and, um, and we're not troubled by it, by how we are. Sleepy, not being troubled by it, but we also don't automatically succumb to sleepiness. We do our best to stay awake and sit upright. And, um, you know, all kinds of things go on. Um, Someone comes into the meditation hall um, late and they slam the door and, you know, and they, whatever, they make a tremendous amount of noise to get they settled. And um, it's kind of, you know, it's common to get a little bit upset and I'm on the brink of enlightenment and this person prevented it. <laughs> but the training of enlightenment is a training of not being troubled. So this too, and you might have thoughts, you know, that this is not really appropriate how they are. That's okay. Those thoughts are okay, but don't be troubled by them. Don't be attached to them. Don't just, just let it make, just keep opening the consciousness. This amazing capacity we have to be conscious. It's an amazing phenomenon. I, and the last thing I'll say about this, I kind of think of consciousness as this wonderful interface, this wonderful junction, nexus, meeting place of this vast universe that has 13 trillion, no, 100 trillion galaxies. 
that's not just that's not just stars. There's an amazing number of stars out there. Just the galaxies are amazing. With this amazing universe within us that's made up of, if you're normal, 86 billion neurons, give or take a few. But that's not talking about the neural connections that goes on, you know, that expands dramatically, exponentially. What are we? What is this consciousness that sits in the middle? It's like a fulcrum or something for us. It's amazing to be conscious in both directions and open up and, and to be here in this wonder. Wonder in terms of awe and this wonderful, and wonder in the sense of what in the world is going on here? And in that wonder, relax and discover this present moment, just this moment. Everything you need for this path of liberation will be provided if you're here in this moment, present, conscious. And so we train ourselves in that direction. Thank you. So coming from the outer, outer universe uh, into the... I'll make the announcements afterwards. Oh, you have... Afterwards, yeah. Uh, into the... Really, this one of the things is here is the kind of the... The way this can happen is actually the continuity of that mindfulness, of that awareness uh, through everything uh, for your whole seven days here. This is really probably the secret to this practice in some ways. So we have this complement between the sitting uh, and the walking practice. And the walking practice, first just the simple logistics of it, is go in, uh, you know, there's a walking room upstairs and one downstairs if yoga isn't going on. And uh, for you uh, simply and outside to simply uh, find uh, an area, usually they say about 10 meters, about 30 feet, that, uh, or less, uh, or a little more, that you simply are walking back and forth. So you actually have a, a, you know, a place. And that place then uh, becomes uh, just like the sitting uh, for your practice. And uh, to keep it, you know, the idea of this is actually, it's not easy, but it is simple. And the simplicity here is to really attend to what is happening. So first, we're going to stand up. I'm just going to take the little exercise and then uh, again, then a little bit uh, talk about it. And then uh, Gil has some announcements, you know. So what I'm going to have you do is stand up. And uh, I think as I begin this, I, I, I want to say there's the sitting practice, but also uh, particularly these first uh, couple of days. If you're sleepy, uh, a standing practice is absolutely wonderful practice. You know, to just uh, stand in place. There's so many uh, subtleties that go on in the body uh, to stay standing. Uh, I have yet, uh, you know, seen anybody fall over in the hall. You know, I'm not saying this won't be the first time, but uh, it, it's just that the, all the maneuvers that, of keeping oneself straight. So there is that practice that we're kind of this continuity of uh, our daily activity and mindfulness and sitting and walking and eating, etc. So I'd like you just to take a moment and, and first of all, just feel your body, the whole body. And then bring your attention to the crown of your head. We're just going to kind of pour this awareness or mindfulness down through the body. So just beginning at the crown of the head and just kind of feel whatever is in that area. It's really the thing about putting the mind in the body in that way. It's really just points in space. And then we're simply going to pour this awareness, just starting by uh, that the gray matter, both, both left and right hemispheres, the front and the back, and down to the center. 
uh, boy, this thing works really hard. They say it creates uh, 10 watts of power. You could, you know, kind of light a little light bulb with everything that goes on up there. So just, and relax. Just uh, feel into the brain, and uh, as we know, the physical brain. And, uh, and then just let that, that mindfulness, that awareness kind of move down uh, to the eyes, the eye sockets and the temples in the back of the head. And then on down to what we know is, uh, and again, these words are just pointing to areas, uh, the sinuses and the nose and the air that goes in and out through the nostrils. And the ears and uh, the actual, you know, physical sensation of uh, the sound on the the ear and the eardrum, and um, just the, in a sense, just the body awareness of it. And then on down into the jaw, and the jaw joint and muscles and the uh, upper upper. Roof of mouth and teeth and the lower the tongue and teeth and chin. And then again, just letting this awareness, this water of attention uh, move down into the neck and the throat and the vertebrae. On down into the shoulders. And from the shoulders into the uh, upper arms, the uh, upper torso, chest as it arises and falls with the breathing, the shoulder blades, the back and the pectoral muscles and the breasts and the capacity to kind of feel the uh, ribs and the lungs, the heart. And just again, this expansion and contraction of the breath as it kind of lives you in the vertebrae and the muscles holding you up and then just allowing that attention to move on down uh, through the area of the lower lungs and what we know as the diaphragm. Again, these are just words pointing to areas and on down into the lower upper arms, the elbows and uh, this area called belly, as it also rises and falls with the breathing and the complexity of that. Really, it's a transformative area. And again, the vertebrae in the back and the capacity to uh, kind of bring that uh, water of attention down, down through the beginning of the forearms and what we know is the buttocks and the lower vertebrae and the lumbar area, the that lower belly and genital area, and these hip uh, joints and the complexity of their connection to the thigh muscles and on down through the wrists and the fingers. And then just moving down through the thighs, down into the what we know as knees. And the calves and shins and the feet uh, making that contact with the earth and that acknowledgement of uh, gravity, this capacity to kind of feel. Now I'd like you just to open your eyes and uh, look out. And one of the things in the walking practice is we have to soften. A lot of us, I, I'm very visual, so I, I always go to the object. And there's a way of, for when, within all the senses to soften and be with the actual, uh, those sense doors. So it's to soften uh, the eyes. So we know that where we're seeing from, which is from the eye door, and then the object. And whether it's hearing, um, taste, smell, body sensation, and ultimately this uh, 
proverbial thinking, that we know where it's happening. So I'd like you just to, now we're just going to do this in place, uh, just to bring attention into the feet. And we're simply going to move the weight. It's really, it was some ways, it's just pouring uh, the energy over onto the right side of the body and, and lift up that left heel. So there's a sense, this is the earth element of feeling heaviness and lightness. And then I'd like you just to bring down that uh, left foot and shift the weight over again to the other foot and lift it up. So again, just feeling the heaviness and lightness. And at this time, I'm going to have you, again, keep your eyes open because it's, you're going to be doing that walking, is shift, shift again the weight and just lift up the foot. And if you can, just move it an inch or just in place. And then switch the weight. So there is this shifting, there's a lifting, there's a moving, and then there's a placing. So again, just shift, lift, move, and place. So this is essentially the walking back. It's bringing full, as much attention. Now, you can start out at a normal pace uh, in the area you've chosen. And then, uh, and there's really, whenever you come to the end of your area, to just stop for a moment, take a breath, feel. And then uh, initiate the turning around and beginning again. And uh, to do this, first of all, you can just start at normal pace. And then as you get to go slower, then you become more and more kind of uh, attentive uh, to the process. Usually when we think of walking, um, what do you do? You know, you're off uh, thinking about this or that or the next place you're, uh, you're, or the place you're going. And this is about just simply putting all the attention in the arriving. So it's just about arriving. And, you know, for me, I have a kind of crazy mind, so what do I do with it is I actually have to label to stay. And so I, just, I, I stay step, step, step. Uh, you can say lift, placing, step. What, just whatever words are helpful to keep the mind connected to the physical, the physical experience uh, in present time. So that's pretty much uh, the walking. Um, you know, uh, again, uh, I add to this uh, that any place that uh, any place that you're going to eat, you're going uh, to bathroom. Uh, you can please part of the. There's nothing to do here. You know, the, the, the only big thing that happens here is called food. You know, uh, the rest is your time. It's a, really a time to, to stop uh, and, and not to, you don't have to tell your stories. Uh, you simply have to show up and they're going to kind of weed themselves out. Uh, that's really what we're doing here, just weeding it out uh, into uh, a much more connected and simple place. So... You can now mindfully sit back down. You can stand. If well, you want. there is a yes. Uh, I th I, yeah, if there's any of you who have trouble walking, uh, we know that um, Rebecca at, at what time? Four uh, thirty. Four thirty uh, in room one. Uh, come in, and she's going to show you some um, uh, mindful. Uh, movements that are not involved in the walking. So, okay. Gil. So, so uh, just a few announcements. So at 11.30, as I said, during the beginning of that walking period, those of you who would like to uh, hear some instructions on meditation posture, both chair and the floor, you can stay in the hall. And if you've never had meditation posture instruction, even if you've practiced for a long time, uh, I'd encourage you to stay for that. Uh, and then um, at uh, each day at five o'clock, we will have uh, a, a loving-kindness sit, a metta sit. And uh, there'll be some instructions and a little guidance on loving-kindness. And that'll start today at five o'clock, five o'clock sitting. 
And uh, sometime, probably in the afternoon sometime, we'll post the practice discussion, the interview schedule for your one-on-one meetings with the teachers for tomorrow. And we'll see half of you tomorrow. So if you don't see your name on the list for tomorrow, uh, you're, you'll be on the list for the day after, which will be posted tomorrow. Uh, which will be posted tomorrow. So for today, it's just half the group, and um, and um, so that'll be posted in the foyer between the glass doors. And um, the final announcement or, or aspiration I have for you is that uh, you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.